What's up and welcome to another episode of Black and the Maritimes. I'm Fidel and I have two special guests with me from the New Brunswick Black Network Association. I have Itunu Ova and Ovunda Green. Hi guys, how you doing? We're good, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Fidel. I'm good. All right, nice to guys have you here. Uh, so we're going to tell a little bit about you. So we're going to start with each of you, because ladies first, of course. So <laughs> tell us a little sure. bit about yourself. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Fidel, for this wonderful opportunity. Uh, my name is Itune. I am from Nigeria, and I am currently uh, a UNB, uh, that's the University of New Brunswick student here in St. John. We just uh, wrapped up our MBA program just last week. So I would say I'm a new graduate. Um, my experience has been in accounting. I have over seven years of work experience and um, I see myself going into the accounting and finance field here in Central. Okay, thank you, Fidel. My name is Ovunda Green and um, I am also a student or uh, let me say new graduate <laughs> of um, University of New Brunswick. So um, enrolled for an MBA program and yeah, we, we, we have been able to wrap it up last week. So, and um, towards the end of the um, program, we had the opportunity to do an uh, internship, a business consulting project. And um, that's how we got to Black Business Professional Network. So we wrapped up and we submitted our report last week. So um, in terms of my professional background, I'm a petroleum economist and um, um, I'm into um, energy analysis and um, economic analysis and all that. So yeah, that's just it. Thank you. Wow, that's amazing. You guys are like super prepared and super experienced. That's uh that that is very cool that we we're getting uh people like you guys in our province. So what made you choose New Brunswick? Uh of all, out of all places in Canada, why why New Brunswick? Okay, so for me it was more like the standard of living. Uh, so I had to like weigh my option between New Brunswick and uh, British Columbia because I had another um, admission there. But I decided to come here because the standard of living here was it's quite um, understandable. It's okay for everyone in terms of studying and, you know, um, working and, you know, living at the same time. And then I do have my daughter here with me. So it's it's like being in a community, St. John is like a community, right? Compared to like living in a, uh, in a city, right? So I would just say that that's like one of the reasons why I came here to give me that time to be able to study while, you know, having to also take care of my family. Oh, that's amazing. And what about you, Avunda? Yeah, my choice of um, UNB, New Brunswick, was basically um, because of the school. Actually, I when I applied for my MBA program, I applied to two schools, University of Canada West. So I secured an admission with University of Canada West for my MBA. So before then, I had also applied to UNB. 
So my my plans was to go to um, University of Canada West. So, but um, but fortunately, um, I eventually got an admission from UND. So I had to compare both schools. And um, University of Canada West, their, their MBA program was for two years. And of course, the cost was was higher than that of UNB. <laughs> so the cost was higher. And um, that of UNB was one year, you know, accelerated program. And I'm like, why do I have to stay two years if I can get one year and at a cheaper cost? So I looked at, I considered the options financially and everything. I was like, yeah, time-wise as well. I said, I think UNB will be, will be it for me. I, I had to forgo my, I had already, you know, um, paid my $1,000 to secure the admission at the University of Canada West, but I was ready to forgo that, you know, to come to UNB. So I, I didn't really have much. It, it, my company was based on the just based on the school and um, the benefits, you know, that, that I intended to get from, from it, you know, the one-year program and, again, cheaper cost and, and all that. So that was what, you know, um, prompted my coming to New Brunswick. Okay, yeah, uh, and I can definitely know, I definitely know because uh, I I seen the rates of Canadian students versus foreign students, and it's like like double or triple. It's 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 very very expensive when it yes. when it comes to that. So so I can see why like a, a year it would actually matter financially because it's a lot of money. We're talking thousands and thousands of, of dollars. So so I can yeah. definitely see that. So I mean you guys are both from Nigeria. Nigeria is a huge country. What what city did you guys live in? Let's start with you. Where did you live? Huh? Okay. Okay, myself, I, I lived in Port Harcourt. Um, Port Harcourt is the capital of um, River State. It's in the southern part of Nigeria. It's it's the, the oil and gas hub in Nigeria. Oh, wow. Uh, and what about you, Antunu? Yeah, so I lived in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, Lagos was like the capital of Nigeria before it moved to Abuja, and we have about like twenty million persons there. So it's um it's an urban it's an urban city and a very fast paced city as well compared to Saint John. Yeah, it's it's I think it's the biggest city in Africa, if I'm not mistaken, or one of the biggest cities in Africa. Uh, I think Johannes Johannesburg and Lagos and those places. So so. What was your first thought coming here when you saw all of these trees and this little city? Like, what what went into your mind when you got when you landed here? Okay, let me go first. Um, for me, when I when I came into New Brunswick, it was <laughs> I came at the peak of of winter, so I could barely see anything. All I was seeing was the snow, heaps of snow. I know the snow this year was something else. <laughs> so it, it it really took some time before I could really see what St. John's really looked like in terms of, you know, the the green areas and things like that. Everything was just snow. So uh, when I got in, I was like, what have I really <laughs> gotten into? <laughs> you know, this, this the cold so much. And um, of course, there were that side of it. From where I also came from, Port Harcourt, what I call is a densely populated city you know, with um, the, the state itself. So, um, like, Lagos is also a fast city. There are a lot of people, a lot of activities, you know. But when I got to St. John's and I could literally, <laughs> you know, count the number of people, you know, moving around and all that, it's just something 
different coming, but I enjoy so much because you know you you know it's a quiet environment. You know there are no much noises. You know unlike we are always if you're not hearing the sound, a very cool moving by. You're hearing the sound of people or one activities or the other. So it's a very busy place where I came from. So that's quite different from. You know, when when I really, I love I love the environment and um, and uh, the scene. I I loved it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for me it was a contrast <laughs> to where I was coming from. Um, my environment is always hustle and bustle. You know, there's always traffic. You come out of your house, there are stores around you. But here it was quite different. I came in. Let's say when we had like a COVID. Uh, we had we had some lockdowns lifted up, you know, it was just back and forth when I came in. And the environment was very quiet. I didn't have information on certain places to go to to get, you know, certain things that I wanted. So for me, it was a bit difficult. I was always comparing uh, where I came from to this place. And uh, but in general, I think after a while, I was able to, you know, adapt and you know when I was able to learn more about the environment where to get different items from it became very easy for me but in terms of uh, the trees the houses um, because I stayed in Uptown right so it was it looks like a, a 1900 kind of house yes house models compared to when we see houses uh, in the movies right in us where we see houses uh stacked up and all nice and you know cozy and neat but it's different right here in, in st john uptown but i would say in general like in terms of being quiet uh not even knowing your neighbors uh it's quite different from where i came from you move into your house today, you know, you know people five blocks. You, you tend to just know everybody five blocks from where you stay from. But from here, it's just different. Everybody kind of into themselves, aside from when you're outside conversing. But when you're in, in your environment, you're just, you know, by yourself in your house. So that's like the difference and, you know, a bit of culture shock when I, when I got here. I mean, I come from the Dominican Republic as well. Uh, I've been living here for quite a while now, and I still remember the first time I got here because uh, I had to. I landed in Toronto, which is a big city, which it was like, oh, this looks cool. But when I came here to Moncton, I was like, where the hell am I? There was nothing in the airport. It was like empty. I was like, where the <laughs> hell am I? Like, what, what, what am I getting into? I was like, like, what, like, is, is there somebody in this airport? I never seen this. I never seen such a small airport in my life. I was like, yeah. "Whoa, this is small!" Like this is really small, and 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 kind of like what you're saying, like where I grew up. I grew up in a town called San Pedro, uh, which is not, it, it's one hour away from Santo Domingo, which I lived there uh, uh, around 13, 14 years, and everybody knew each other, right? Like the the, the neighbors were like my uncles and aunties, and everybody mm -hmm. kind of raised each other and gave food and stuff. And compared to here. Uh, that you're like, oh wow, you 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 don't even know people, and and yeah. and one of the things that you 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 realize really quickly is that 
you know, the system's not the same. Like, for example, taking a bus, which for some people is like public transportation is normal in big cities. And here it's like, yeah. it's it's really slow. It's slow and it's, it's, it's kind of close. So I can definitely relate to what you guys are saying. Uh, another subject that comes around is the food. The food is really, it's one of the things that we we get to that. Uh, like how, how I know you guys have, which you said in the beginning that there's like a community. So have you guys have been able to kind of like, has the community of other Nigerians, have you guys been able to like, they have been able to tell you how to adapt or how to look for certain things that you, you know, you don't have here that you had back home? Yeah. So yeah. for me, <laughs> For me, when I first came, I actually brought a lot of food. So I packed, I stacked so many Nigerian food when I was when I was coming. And it took a while, right, for I and my daughter to to actually finish up those meals. So it means I was really prepared. At first, uh, it was difficult to be able to find uh, the African store. I just kept hearing Sisi Mimi, Sisi Mimi. I checked um, online to find out exactly where she was, but I wasn't really even locating her store. But it was later on, after a while, that I was able to locate her store and I discovered she had a lot of things that we wanted, right, as, as Nigerians. But it's still not like when you're back home, right? All the, the fresh vegetables that we eat back home and the rest, is there's still a lot of difference. So Oboda, you're a guy, and most guys like I, I, I can defend myself cooking. I'm not the best cook around. But what about you? How, how was your experience? <laughs> well, for me, um, I came, I, 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 I left Nigeria with an experience I had, I, had, um, had before. You know, I, I had the opportunity of doing a program in, in the United Kingdom. So when I went for that program, I know what I went through getting. African food. So this time around, <laughs> when I was to leave, I prepared myself. You know, I I had I had so much supply that even right now I'm still not out of some. <laughs> I'm still not out of wow. some of the, the food stuff I, I I came in because I was like I don't need to come with much clothes. Let me just come with food stuff. So I put a lot of it. You know, um, apart from a few other things that of course you can't travel with. You know, something like um, oil, palm oil. I don't know if you know what palm oil is. Is it? Yeah, I, I oil. know what it's like. They make it from. Yeah, yeah. So that is it. So you can't travel with that. So of course, when I got to um, to New to, to Saint John's, it was one thing I really needed to make my soup. So I had to contact a friend who had already been here before before me. So, and then, you know, when I came, there was COVID. I couldn't leave the house. I was on quarantine. So I contacted a friend who went to the African shop, bought it for me, and, he, you know, brought it, dropped it by my door. So I picked it up, and at least I was able to cook. But for the first, for the first five days, you know, I had to be ordering food online, you know, to eat and, and all that. So um, the food thing, getting get to, you know, um, um, get myself acquainted with um, the food here in St. John's is something I'm beginning to try. Like I, 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 last week, I tried some of the one of the Canadian food and all that because you know um, it's not all the time you're going to get a Nigerian food, and, and moreover, you want to try something new as well. So, but um, all things being equal, I think um, 
Um, the African shop has really been helpful because most of the things we need as well, the basic things we can get from there. So, yeah. I mean, I can tell you this. Uh, when I, I, I've been living 13 years here, almost 14 years. And in Moncton, uh, we have like an African restaurant. We even have an, an African nightclub. Which is a like an African bar, so that like like, and they play like Caribbean food, and we have a Caribbean restaurant, so we have a little bit of that. But this is recently. This is maybe two, three years ago, six, seven years ago. There was nothing like this. There was no African supermarket. There was like it. It was it was crazy. There was nothing. There wasn't even a barber at that point. There wasn't even a black barber that knew how to cut my hair at that point, uh, which I had to find. And now we have those. Like now, now we have black barbers you know different type of food and different type of stuff when you're in immigrant because the, the other thing is like when people think of africa it's a it's a continent right so people from ghana don't eat what people from congo or people yes. although the food may be similar but there's different there's different stuff so and there's the francophone here in moncton where's the anglophone like places in nigeria they're more in the in saint john or fredicton uh so with that having said, I mean, you guys, I, I can tell you by experience, you guys have are kind of in the best time in the Maritimes because there's there's people of color, more people of color, more more people that can relate to you guys. Uh, so going, my question is, how has that been? Like you guys have been working and doing internship for the the Brunswick Black Network so Business Association, which uh, again, there was no Black Business Association here there was nothing like that here and now now it's that and you guys been able to participate uh how has that experience been for you guys we're going to start with you and you yeah so the experience has been wonderful um i would say as an mba student uh, we we have a lot of nigerians right so it was i was able to you know see a lot of black persons like me and communicate However, when I joined the BBPN, the Black Business Professional Network, we discovered that not uh, a lot of persons knew about the organization and what it had to offer. And we used that opportunity, the opportunity we had during our internship to reach out to people, send out surveys to create an awareness of uh, BBPN and also to hear the challenges that uh, Blacks are facing in, in New Brunswick and we're able to get uh, some responses from people, challenges of accommodation when the first came, uh, fixing their, their kids, especially those below five in daycares, uh, challenges of people who want to really start uh, businesses and do not have adequate information on what to do. And then um, job opportunities, in the skill sets that you have that you brought in from the country you came from. So those are challenges that uh, we were able to discover when, when we joined BBPN and carried out the survey that we did. Okay, for me, I would start by saying that I, you know, getting associated with Black Business and Professional Network, it's, it's something that has given me an edge. You know, when it comes to um, other Africans, the Blacks that are here in New Brunswick, I say that because, you know, getting to, to you know, work on this project has really exposed me 
to the challenges um, that the, the black community you know, are facing not just in, in, in New Brunswick, not just in St. John's, in Canada. And I think for me, I had not, you know, appreciated these challenges while I was still in the MBA program when I came in January. You know, it was more of, okay, I'm in school, I'm here to face my academics, you know, that's all I was doing. But I did not really understand the challenges that a typical black person, you know, face you know, would face, would come across, you know, but getting in this project and you know, getting to about BBPN, getting to work on this networking event, I was able to really understand the challenges. And, you know, when you are able to know what the challenges are, is you are halfway, you know, into solving your problems, you know, so that would be um, the, 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 the best part of it for me, you know, get to you know, meet other blacks that has been here that has been here before us. I know introducing us to some of these issues and ways that these challenges could turn into opportunity. And that so right now I would say I have really been informed about how to make it as a black person, how to get into the community, how to understand, you know, um, um, you know, kind of, you know, getting more more knowledge on how to you know, um, get uh, into the New Brunswick workspace. You know, know, know how to relate with the with our with the immediate um, community and things like that. So it goes me to a lot of information that I'm glad you know I have. Yeah, sorry, just to add to what you said, um, the the network right has given us that opportunity to be able to get a lot of information. Right, we're able to meet with various stakeholders, right, in different sectors of the economy. So it's been um, an amazing journey for us. And I think with this information, we ourselves will be able to pass on this information to our colleagues and to other Black um, in the environment. The information we've gotten on how people can register for business, how people can, you know, get themselves involved in in different um, programs, right, for those who want to be entrepreneurs, there are actually a lot of programs out there that can just give them the first step of, um, of information, right? And if we were not in BBPN, if we didn't join BBPN, there's no way we would have gotten all this information. And it's it's been an opportunity for us. And we are even using our own platform, right, to be able to spread this information around. I mean, that is amazing that that's happening, that that you were able to find out the needs of the community and and figure out stuff, especially for yourselves, because I think uh, it gives you a one of a kind experience that not a lot of people either have or would be interesting to have or would, would know because they 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 are not able to talk to uh, as many people of color. And again, not to say that people haven't tried, uh, but. Uh, you know, because you don't see the need, you probably a lot of people or organizations may never have encountered that, not because they don't want to, but just because it's kind of out of their radar. So so that's that's pretty good. Uh, and what what do you think uh, yourself? Because you guys have been telling me, what do you think are like the biggest challenges uh, that people could try to overcome or what you've seen that they may have to overcome to to start a business? Because starting a business 
is one thing maintaining it is a whole nother thing and and you know getting profit is a, it's a it's a whole nother thing so there's steps to this so so what have you seen uh that people like are eager the most like have more most issues with okay let me just start um what what i what i think is the biggest challenge especially now looking at it from the perspective of um, international students, okay, the BIPOC community. The, the most the most challenging aspect of it will be um, getting access to information. You know, how do I go about, you know, starting up a business? How do you, getting access to information? The, um, that's one aspect of it. Then the second challenge, I would say, is um, when you get access to, okay, how do I go about starting a business? The next thing there is, you know, how do you fit yourself into the Canadian work environment, the business environment? Okay, so there is, you know, from where we're coming from, there is there is that cultural differences. You know, for instance, in Nigeria, there is there is the, there is a way we do business in Nigeria. There is a way we interact with um, business colleagues and things like that. You know, but here in Canada, it's different. So in terms of communication and all that, it's quite different from where we're coming from. And these international students, these immigrants, they really need someone that has been established as an that is an established entrepreneur to guide them all through that process. So that's one challenge. Then another challenge is you talk about the issue of funding. You know, how do you, you know, um, start up your business? Because every startup business needs money. So the issue of funding is one. Another thing is mentorship, mentorship. You know, if I'm to start up a business, for instance, I'm here in St. John's, I want to start up a business. Okay, I've, I've put everything together. I need an established entrepreneur to guide me through the process, to guide me through the process, to ensure that that business doesn't close up in one to two years. So that continual guidance is necessary for, for you know, establishing it. So this is what the challenge observe that um, international students are facing to start up a business in in new country. Now, do you agree with that, Antonio? Yes, I do agree with that. But in addition to what he said, I would say um, for those who are probably going into the corporate space, professionals, um, the challenge for them is getting the job that is matched to their skills. Um, I learned that about five, 10 years ago, it was not easy for a black person or even a person of color, right? To get into the, their own field. They had to probably start from customer service and then prove themselves before, you know, and doing additional certifications, right? Before getting into several organizations. But now the case is different. Um, there are organizations now that are recruiting diversity, a lot of diverse, diversity, which is a good plus, right, for, for the BIPOC community, that's the people of Black and uh, the people of color. And I would say that in addition to what he said, we also need mentors in, in a professional space. Uh, we have a St. John newcomer who does a mentorship and a mentor program, right? But we still need more. We need more of these uh, programs that will be able to guide professionals, right, in the field. And then we also need more organizations to help out in recruitment of diversity. 
we know a majority of the companies here in St. John are like small, small businesses, small and mid-sized businesses. We just have a few companies that are large that can accommodate a lot of persons. And with the influx of people coming in, we need the small businesses to grow to expand, to become large organizations. And the way they can become large organizations is for them to be able to recruit newcomers, right? To recruit Blacks, to recruit people of color who are coming in with skills. We have a lot of people coming in with a lot of years of experience from their country. A lot of people are managers in the organizations from where they're coming in. So it's just an avenue to give people that opportunity to prove themselves in those in, in the organization. And I think this is like one of the challenges that we are actually facing in New Brunswick. Uh, I definitely agree because I've been part of that and, and I had to struggle to get a way around. I, I can definitely tell you that from my experience, I can learn that it's better to have mentorship than funding just because somebody can guide you to get money. Like somebody can actually guide you to get it. Uh, it's better for you to have somebody that guides you and tells you how to move, where to go, what to do, than you just doing it all by yourself. Cause it's then you, you, you run into problems and trial and error and things like that. So I think mentorship is, it is a, I think mentorship is really important. And the other thing it's different from somebody that, doesn't look like you like if somebody doesn't look like you have or does not experience what you got they they can't relate uh when it comes to somebody that can actually relate uh they can tell you okay this is what you got to do and they can understand the struggles that you have to do so I, I definitely think that's that's a good point that you guys are bringing and and yes new brunswick is growing like crazy so the more there's a lot of opportunities here and i think uh because we're growing, there's business need to grow as far because if more Nigerians comes, they need more food, they need more more in this. And and some people may not be able to keep up because they're small businesses, right? So it's like, how do they grow? Right. So so definitely it's something, it's something to think about. So uh I know you guys, your time is it's a little bit limited. So I want to ask you something. What does the future look like for each one of you? Uh let's start with you and Chino. What 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 does your future hold or what do you want it to be? Uh, I want to be. I want to be settled here in Canada, right? I want to be able to, you know, vote as a black person um, and as a citizen to be. Um, I want to be able to contribute to the community, right? To be able to um, have my family grow, have my children grow in this environment, and also contribute to the to the community. In terms of uh, my professional stand, uh, I'm an accountant and finance specialist. So I see myself like leading a, a top organization, uh, being a director, and sometime in the future, even owning my business to be able to help the Black uh, community. Because I believe that a lot of people, when they're coming in, uh, especially those who want to start uh, businesses, they will need guidance in their finance and the finance aspect how to file their taxes and the rest and then even for individuals for professionals right in general they will need that um, guidance on where do I put my funds how do I invest how do I uh, set up myself for probably an early retirement right how do I um, learn more about the system 
not to get myself into debt? How do I, you know, become debt free and the rest? So I see myself being in that position to be able to help others, right? And this is after I have gone through the system and been able to experience one or two things that would give me the opportunity to be able to pass down such information to people who are coming after us. That's great. What about you, Abunda? Yeah, um, thank you, Fidel. Well, for me, um, looking at my, you know, my career trajectory before coming to um, Canada, I am a petroleum economist. I'm into the energy sector, and um, I have some experience in um, um, energy investments, um, uh, uh, energy investments, energy transition, and of course, you know, the world is looking towards energy transition. You know, Canada is looking at net zero by, by 2050. So I am looking at going into the energy sector, get, get an opportunity to be part of the system, part of, um, you know, achieving our net zero, net zero um, carbon by 2050. So of course, my journey to Canada here is to get an MBA project management, which I, I will be graduating, of course, on the 14th of October. So I intend looking at getting opportunities to project my especially in the energy sector. That would be my dream. You know, then in the long run, of course, um, we we have been, you know, making impacts, you know, one impact or the other from our country. And um, we are here in Canada to also improve this economy as well, you know, contribute, you know, our experiences and um, you know, put in our energy to make sure that um, we are giving up something for this country as well, you know, for its prosperity. Of course, the more Canada prospers, the more we're also going to prosper. So yeah, that that is um, what I'm looking at, looking at for. Thank you. Well, I think you guys are really bright minds. And uh, again, shout out to Alignton that got me in touch with you guys. I think uh, you guys are doing a great work and doing the job needs to be done. I, I definitely will tell you from experience uh, have some patience because everything moves slow in the maritimes. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, everything moves slow. So have have some patience and and keep doing what you guys are doing because I think uh, in the end it's it's going to get uh, it's going to evolve and you guys are going to make a a big impact and and making more of a difference that you guys are making. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being on this podcast. Uh, if people want to know about you guys, uh, how do they reach you? Thank you very much for this opportunity, Fidel. Um, for me, if anyone was to reach me, my email is itunuoba, itunuoba1 at gmail.com. My Instagram handle is chatel at design, chatel at design. Yeah. Okay, for me, for me, if anyone wants to reach me, um, my email address is greenovunda at gmail.com green g-r-o-e-n ovunda o-v-u-n-d-a at gmail.com alright so uh, I really want to thank you guys and uh, again keep doing what you're doing I definitely think it's important so for us listeners just make sure you subscribe and like uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for all those people that are in our Patreon and donating through PayPal. And we'll see you next time. Peace.
Thank you very much. Thank you very much.